husks with water it turns into a gel. So when it gets into your gut, it binds shit together, literally. Well, that's probably what I need. Get onto it, big fella. Psyllium husks. I think we've got that shit at home. No one it starts with a P. And welcome to this, the newest episode <laughs> of the like, Ian Friendly Cast, another sports podcast. This week, recording from what looks like a Costco stockroom. <laughs> I'm Sean Peterbudge. I'm joined as always by Fabian Guadagnolo. Hello, Fabian. Buonasera, ragazzi. Soon to be owner of, what are they? Psyllium Husks. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and current owner of Psyllium Husks, Tim Davis. Tim, hello. Good evening. How are you, Sean? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. You look uh, up and about. Oh, well, I'd want to be after last week. You look week. like you've, you've got some sun. I did get some sun today. It was very sunny out there. We were waiting for a press op. and uh, You're like my son, my, my eldest son. You get five minutes of yeah, sun and you, and you are... I'm done for. My son is just... He's got no European in him at really? all. He's just... No melanin. I, I call him... I call him the obo. Like, he's just, he's, just, he's just Aussie. He's got an Aussie... You know that tall, lanky, skinny build? But he's like, all my sister. Like <laughs> Maybe when you were younger. <laughs> and he's just... He's like, his skin is almost translucent. Wow. Whereas Alexander's stocky, pot, a bit more olive-skinned, is, is European. And Fabian has no time for him. <laughs> Who? Alexander? Yeah. No, I, I love him to death. You keep, all the time you keep on misrepresenting the poor kid as some kind of fucking out-of-control animal. No, no, he's, he's, he's... And every time I see him, he's cheerful, smiling, pliant. Well, you should have seen him Sunday when he was running into the sprinkler. I like it out, Fabian. This, how old is he? One and a half? One and a half? Yeah. Oh, one, no, not even one and a half. Yeah, but. there you go. And he's running around in the sprinkler having a damn good time, and Fabian's like, check out this animal. <laughs> Fully clothed. All right. Nappy on, shoes on, everything. Okay, Loved whatever. it. Whatever. Where is this kid's parents? He was filming Ta- him. Taking videos on, on their iPhone. And then I said, why are you telling him off? He goes, that was off camera. I said, sure it was. Who we uh, brought to... Who we, um, who we brought to you by? Who are we... Uh, uh, those shortbreads? <laughs> not shortbread. Sean doesn't know what a panettone is, nah. but um, there's fucking mountains of them in here. Are we proudly brought to you by uh, your Melbourne Victory? No, nah, not this week. Fraser's property. Find your perfect property. I don't know. Are we Fraser's property? Are they a real know. thing? Are they a real thing, Tim? I hope so. Oh, <laughs> they pay me every month. <laughs> there you go. That's a new one for me to use. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna start on a. I haven't briefed this into the run sheet because, like, this is going to be pretty fucking heavy NFL bloody fucking Alex Smith and the Chiefs and the fucking Rams and all that shit. If, if we beat Sean out for every profanity, there'd be, there'd be a 30-second so, block of just beep. So with that in mind, flatlined. I, I went off pod and organized a segment of my own. Ooh. Which I may do once a week if I can be bothered. Okay. Or I may just do... Does it have a jingle? When, nah, no. Not yet. Not yet. Nah. Yeah, maybe. Um, well, Tim's Nuggets will get retired, so you may as well. Well, Tim's Nuggets will get retired you know, until the autumn, Yeah, I imagine. I can live with that. Unless there's a random nugget that wants to raise its head at some yeah, point along the journey. You can have a okay. guest nugget. So what I thought is, you know, I, I quite like uh, movies. So I thought when I was driving into work today, I was stuck on Punt Road. Movie of the week. Not movie of the week. I'm going to go, well, that's probably what it will become. But just at the moment, I'm going to go through my 10 favourite... Not best, mind you. Yep. Yep. Sports movies Ooh. of the 21st century. Fantastic. So you can't, you know, you're rocking. So we can't and... yell bullshit. It's just your, this is Sean's. You can yell bullshit if you want. It's my opinion. I don't think I could name 10 sports. You probably could, yes, but. Could. Okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to lead off I into could, this. I and, do one. <laughs> and then we're going to head into, uh, you know, the, the sport itself. 
but we thought sports movies. Sean's top 10 yeah. sports movies list. I think it just be top 10. I could just do top 10. That was my, my attempt at a shit jingle um, for, for your so segment. You I started off with a 30 film shortlist yep. of, of films that I enjoyed to some level. Yep. And these were relatively quick cuts. So I was like, yeah, I enjoyed it, but you're not good enough. Yep. Honorable mentions in no order. Okay. Shaolin Soccer. <laughs> a horrible movie. I've never seen it. It's Didn't kung fu and soccer kind of mixed into I, one. I know what it is. Yeah, oh, like I'm it's stupid, but it. it's a bit of fun. Yeah. Looking for Eric. Yep, the Eric Antonio. Yep. Oh, yeah. yep. Very poignant little movie. Yep. Goal, The Dream Begins. Oh, yeah. What? Goal misses out. You're going to be even more shocked. Goal 2, Living the Dream also misses out. Well, Anna, Anna Friel wasn't in part two. So. Goal, yeah, she was. Was she? Yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Great accent. Um, mm. Oh, Sante. Sante. <laughs> uh, the Greatest Game Ever Played, also starring Stephen Delane, who was in Goal and Goal okay. 2. Um, Ali. Boumaier. The uh, Will, Will Smith. Smith. Yep. Over, it's not as good as people, I don't know, like you go back and rewatch it and you're like, yeah, it's okay. Okay. Yep. Well, it's, but when we were kings, the doco is Spot much up. better. Spot up. Is that in your top ten out of interest? No, oh, look, don't, no, don't when, ruin no, it. No, when we were kings wasn't made in the fucking two thousands, was it? Oh, we quarantined oh, it to the two thousands. Yeah, twenty first yeah, century. Okay. Yeah, probably oh. not. Uh, I, 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 I didn't that. add that into my jingle. That's in why. The jingle? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, we are Marshall. Honorable mention. Yeah, good movie. Is that the Eagles? Um, well, they were Mark great. Wahlberg. They were that's great. Invincible. No, no, no. Invincible is also an honorable mention. That was one with Marshall. Marshall University airplane crashes kills the team. Basically, most of the team, and the only guys that were left were guys that they were injured, injured, or one bloke had missed the flight or something like that. I think I've seen so it. So they had to rebuild the team. Uh, Matthew Fox is in it. Yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey plays the coach. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. yeah okay. I know. Yep. Uh, Goon, forty-two. Jackie Robinson movie. Yeah, not bad. I haven't yep. seen it. Uh, Green Street Hooligans. Very tenuous link. Not really a sporting. Green movie, Street Hooligans. But Green Street Hooligans is an honourable mention. With a young Charlie Hunnam and Elijah Wood. Yes. Yep. Uh, the Fighter, with Mark Wahlberg and Christian Bale. And uh, Amy Adams. Yes. Yep. Remember the Titans? <gasps> Honourable mention. That's oh, the first. no. That's an... Oh, my that's, Lord. Shout that's out a, to Kelly. Shout out Kelly loves that movie. Uh, Whip It. Quite liked Whip It. That Whip, roller derby. Good. <laughs> uh, Dodgeball. Honourable mention. Yeah. Yep. Is and, that 2000? Uh, 2004. Is that a sports move? <laughs> I thought that was going to be a quick... ESPN 8. Absolutely, it's, it's a sport. If it's almost a sport, they'll play it. Uh, and Invincible, which I mentioned earlier, which is uh, honourable mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, films that were highly regarded. Can, can I just yes, please. interrupt? The best bit in that whole movie is when he learns the lesson when they're going head-to-head with a guy in front of him and he talks about... The knuckles. The knuckles. And yeah. you sit there and you're going, that was just just brilliant. I wonder who you're actually talking said about the Titans? That. No, no, I'm talking about Mark Wahlberg in Invincible. And he said Vince when Papale. the guy who's When his knuckles turn suit, white. Yeah, if he's putting pressure just on it, you know, all, he's, you know yeah. he's going forward. If he's or in reverse, he's holding his ground. Mm. But yeah, anyway, I've, I've morphed all the in it, all the American football. I think movies we do that. One. It so. really, it really hurt me to nut the fifteen. So that was fifteen honourable mentions. Yep. yep. To get down to a final ten, I had to cut five that that did hurt me. So these are cut. They're not even honourable mentions. No. Well, these are more than honourable mention. These are like okay. So they're, 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 these these are eleven to fifteen in no order. Okay. So these are these these just missed out. These just missed the ten. Jesus. No, the Titans aren't even in the top 15. No. I, Tonya, great film. Haven't actually seen yeah, it. Yeah, really good I, movie. I've seen the, the that docos on, on it before. Margot, it Margot, Margot Robbie, Robbie and Alison Janney are phenomenal in it. Yeah. Fantastic. Yep. Well, Alison Janney won an Oscar. But it's um, great. It's just such a good story. Oh, it's really good. It's, <laughs> it's a good film. It's such a good story. It's a good film. Unless you're Nancy Kerrigan. No, well, she won yeah, a silver medal at the Olympic Games against adversity. It's a she pretty did. good story. She did. Uh, the Wrestler, 
with Mickey Rourke. Yeah, cracking movie. Really good um, film. Marissa Tomei? Yes. Yes. Um, Eddie the Eagle. Really enjoyed Eddie the Eagle. So did I. Really enjoyed it. I saw it, it on my birthday the year it. before yeah. last. Really enjoyed it's it. It's a good film. A lot of it's bullshit. Like, a lot of it's made up. Yeah. yeah. Like, his old James man. James Corden? Uh, no. Um, no. Another fat bite. No, no. Uh, um, Taron Egerton plays Eddie. But, uh, like, the bit where they, like, they cast his old man as a bit of a villain, yeah. that's, like, the furthest from the truth it could possibly be. Yeah, okay. And apparently his old man was really, like, in typical fashion, he was really, like, happy-go-lucky about it. He goes, I understand how movies are made. Yep. He's like, yep. yeah, movie needed a bad guy. Yep. Because that's yep. not how it was. Oh, I can take it. Very good, uh, very happy, uh, loved the music as well in yes. Eddie the Eagle. Matthew uh, Markson did a good job. Uh, Cinderella Man. Good movie. Really good film, did Cinderella Man. Uh, no, but oh, Giamatti. I think Paul Giamatti might have won best of the Ron Howard actor. movie. Yes, yep. Like for Max Bear and it my teacher, me. my uh, my professor, Max Bear, and no, it's Ron uh, Howard in my uh, my master class. Oh, is my uh, oh, of course, yes, you and Ron. Yeah. Are, it's my teacher. Yeah, you and Ron. In, in the one that Kelly got you for yeah. Father's Day. Yeah, well, you know that Ron. Yeah, I'm, le- I'm learning how to be a director. Ron recorded that directly to for Fab. For Fab, yeah. yeah. What are you up to? Blocking? Shout out to Ron. Yeah, shout out to Ron. It's <laughs> basically where I am up to. I haven't watched it for about a month. I've just okay. been a bit too busy. Got to shelve that uh, award-winning screenplay. And then this one hurt. This one actually hurt a lot more than I thought it would do to not make the top 10. Wimbledon. Yeah, it's too feel-good, isn't it? It's but a bit, every like, time it's, it's on, movie. every time it's on, usually around Wimbledon, every time that it's on, I seen it. Paul Bettany and Kirsten yeah, Dunst. Yeah, so so I confuse that comedy. with Match Point. Yeah, see, yeah, that's a very good movie. M- movie Land Laylaw wanted to sue me for thousands <laughs> of dollars because I, I hadn't returned Match Point. <laughs> and then, like, you know, letter after letter, you know, legal letter, you have to pay. Look, it's a $30 DVD. I'm not paying But they lost out income, mate. So, they lost out income on yeah, well, not they, being you know on the shelf. Was it a new yeah. release? Well, because of me, they went under. Was it a new release? Yeah. <laughs> At the time it was. Yeah, well, they... So anyway, this movie, I, I was convinced I had returned it. And then yeah. you found it. Years later, I yes. found Match Point. I've still got it. So yeah, DVD, DVD. Yeah, yeah. they probably they, they would have lost probably if it was a brand new release. They probably would have lost like two hundred bucks. That's fine. Find me two hundred dollars. Yeah. They try and claim six thousand. They, they, sh- they should have been. They should have been more reasonable. Oh, um, so films that were highly regarded that I actually haven't seen. So I, I didn't. I didn't feel comfortable including them on hearsay. Yeah. Warrior, apparently very good. Which one? Uh, Tom, Tom Hardy and uh, Joel Edgerton, they're like cage fighters. Oh, yeah, okay. Apparently yeah. that's a really good... I haven't seen it, yeah, but apparently it's it. excellent. Million Dollar Baby. Never seen Million Dollar Baby. Yeah, Won an Oscar. Good, good movie. Good movie. Good movie. Uh, Southpaw, recent, recent, recent film. Liked Southpaw. Yeah, so I haven't seen those films. Apparently they are very I'd good. I'd have Cinderella Man ahead of Southpaw. Yeah, I've seen Southpaw. Didn't well, it is it. technically ahead of Southpaw because Southpaw is not on the list. Uh, films not considered because they're overrated garbage. Just one, Draft Day. You do like we do like to I'm watching that to tonight. Of course you are. Draft day is not even in the fucking list. Draft day, I watched that before. Draft, Draft day, day, surprise, surprise. Draft yeah. day is horseshit. The whole fucking film is yeah. horseshit. Yeah. The whole film is like a confluence of just fucking coincidences where this dickhead gets duped into trading for the number one draft pick so we can take a player he could have taken at pick seven. And then all it takes is for one person after that to fucking call his bluff. Yep. That young guy he calls who, how the hell he got the GM job at wherever it was. And he was like, oh, I'll trade you all my picks because I don't know what to do with them. Yep. It's fucking stupid. And everyone loves it. It's terrible. Number 10. Let's go. Seabiscuit. Great movie. Not seen it. Really, really good film. It's just, it's, it's, it's a good story told really well. 
you know what it is? Like, I love how it pivots on, like, the three characters, Chris Cooper and Jeff Bridges and uh, Toby Maguire, yep. and how the horse sort of changed their lives or, yep. you know, altered their lives. And the racing scenes are fucking dynamic. Yeah, they are. They're brilliantly it's really shot. Well. And it gives you a real sense of the pace and the power and the danger and all that. That's the only good bit in the movie. <laughs> I sent that to you. Yeah, that's the only good bit Hello? in the film. Good morning, Mr. Sonny Weaver Jr. Show number one fan, Fonte Matt. Who you could have taken at pick seven, <laughs> but you traded <laughs> up to get at pick one. Um, and it's actually got one of my favourite moments in a movie where they, they set up the match race between War Admiral and Seabiscuit, and the bell rings to start the race, and it cuts to um, historical photographs of people listening to the race. Yeah, wow. And like what a big event it was. And then you hear this faint whirl of the radio, and the radio brings you back into the action as Seabiscuit leads into the first corner. Yep. It's actually just a really well done bit of, bit of our cinema. Yep. Number nine, The Perfect Catch, also known as Fever Pitch. The Perfect Catch. Not seen it. Uh, based on Nick Hornby's novel, adapted to be baseball, um, about the Boston Red Sox, Jimmy Fallon and Drew Barrymore. It's a really good romantic comedy, but more than that, what I've, it actually does, what, oh, it, like, what it says about like, people who love their team. And yep. you watch it and you're like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Where he like puts his life, he goes, I can't go to that because the socks are playing. Or no, we can't go on holiday because the socks are in town. I've seen this movie. It's not that good. I love it. Yeah. And it's got one of my favourite bits in a movie likewise. You've had this into the top ten. It's number nine where um, he goes to his first Red Sox game having never been before. He's old. His uncle takes him. The Red Sox have a win. He's all happy going home in the car. And his uncle looks at him and goes, careful kid, they'll break your heart. I just love it because you mm. sit there and go for all the good moments you watch Carlton or whoever you follow for all the good moments you can just as equally think about Kane Lucas running into an open goal against Essendon and costing us the match yep number eight you had to do that didn't you <laughs> number eight this is going to be a contentious one but I reckon I've got Fabian on my side with this one you may argue it's too high but I fucking reckon it's a ripper movie bring it on <laughs> number eight is it a sport it's cheerleading it's a sport no 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 they watch sport the no, next but, no sport, but this is about is competitive the, cheerleading. Is that the Eliza Dushku? Is this the one Kirsten with, Dunst, where she's in the she's in she's, she's driving a, a VW. She's a cheerleader. It's very specific. Yeah. But it's I think most people wouldn't describe it as the That's Eliza Dushku VW movie. No, no, no. I'm saying, it but it's the one of like it's early 2000s. Yeah, 2000. This, this just uh, makes the Gab cut. Union. Yes, she's yeah. the. Um, she was 35 when she. When yeah, she yeah. She's movie. she's the head cheerleader. Beverly Hills 902. I know. Nah, she's the head cheerleader of the Clovers. Gab Union, very good for her age. Very good full stop. <laughs> like married, married to uh, Dwayne Wade. I was going to say, I did know that. But no, just a, just a good, fun movie, and it holds up. You watch it now, it's okay. just good fun Sorry, to watch. I'm going to write this down. No, bring bring it, it. Was it Bring It On? Bring, bring It, it on. on. Number. Don't watch the sequels, they're terrible. Oh, yeah, no, they're terrible. <laughs> it doesn't hold up. It's a one and one and done. Number seven, a lot of really, really terrific 30 for 30 docos out there. Like, it's. I'm not picking this as the best 30 for 30 doco, but I put the list together and thought, this one's head and shoulders wait, for me. wait. It's not a movie. No, no, wait. That's a movie. It's a, It's one of three. Mm-hmm. Bad the Boys. Best That Never Was. Which one? The Best That Never Was. Who was that? It oh. Was the, um, the running back that uh, yeah, yeah, went yeah. to um, the USFL. Yeah, Marcus Dupree. Marcus Dupree. Good doco. If it's not that one, it is um, Without Bias. Great doco. Fantastic. See the kid who died did the cocaine after being picked two died the next day. They said he was like the Jordan. He was two years. He was drafted two years after Jordan. Lenny, Len Bias, yeah. yeah. And you looked at some of the highlights. It's a story I never knew. I'd heard the story about you know a guy that passed away after being Mm. drafted. I didn't know why. Um, It was literally the next day. 
Um, they took once brothers. Very good, Vlad Divac. Vlado Divac yeah. and um, shout out to Goz. Shout out to Goz. Good, uh, very good film. What was the other guy's name? The guy that passed away in the car yeah, accident. I know. I'm, yeah, I know the one. But a very good. That's not one of them. Drazen, Drazen, Drazen Petrovic. Yeah. yeah. No, not one of them. Uh, oh, the only other one that I reckon it is, and if you're not going to say this, then I'm not agreeing with you. It's the one, the guy that did all the drugs, and he was from uh, Boston. Tim Davis. <laughs> <laughs> he did all the drugs. The Tim Davis story. Um. Un, it's not that one. Un. Unguarded. No, no, is it's what not it that is. One. Okay. Like bad boys. Bad boys is great. The Boston, the Celtics, Lakers rivalry, three part yeah, is it's great. Good. It's good. The OJ made in America. It's not about like sports so much, but that was yeah. awesome. It was just a big day. Yeah. Nah, uh, Hillsborough. Oh fuck yes. Hillsborough yeah. is just absolutely as a doco. Um, oh, two hours. Is this yeah. the only thirty for thirty you've got in? Yeah, because I, th- I was one of those things where I was like, oh. well, that's why I was going to work out where you're going to. Can I just tell a story? Yes, please. On that, I worked with a bloke. And Sorry, I'd like just before we close. You can tell a story. Winning time. Yeah, great doco, Reggie Miller. That is probably my favourite. Even um, yeah, it's like not bad. Jordan Rides the Bus is good. Yeah. King's Ransom's good. They're all good stories. They're all great. They're great stories. So I worked with this guy, Andrew Stewart. And Andrew Stewart is a Nottingham Forest fan. Mm-hmm. No shout out. Shout out to Andrew. Anyway. Um, You've been I'm doing work- this long enough, Tim. Now well, fucking I- <laughs> learn how it I'm working late one night with Andrew and... Loves his sport. Loves all sport. Will take on Aussie sport and all that sort of stuff, even though he's not really growing up with it, but mm-hmm. a really good fella. Anyway, I'm chatting to him. I've seen Hillsborough a week earlier. And as I was about to leave, um, I sort of said, oh, well, you're a, you're a, you're a Forest fan. Um, what are your recollections of Hillsborough? Mm. And he said, and I'm looking at him, and I swear to God, his whole body went stiff. And he said, I was there. Mm. And I'm like, the watching. I knew, I knew that something happened at Hillsborough. I didn't know what? the whole story. I didn't know what happened, how it happened, and it blew my mind. Well, what was amazing about this story was, or the way that the story is told in the documentary filmmakers is, what they end up telling is the story. Yeah. Warts and all. There's no bullshit. What happened? Mm, but they, the description. They deconstruct. Oh, good God. They deconstruct like the shameful event. Oh, of how it was horrendous. covered up and just the heartbreak of the, the moment. That's that- the worst bit. It's the cover-up. Like, the disaster that it was, tell the story. It's, yeah. it's heartbreaking enough without these scumbags that are trying to cover their own ass along the, the way. The moment that gets me every time is the poor old mother who said the last time she spoke to her son was as he left. Yeah. And he said, oh, we're going to win today. And she sort of went, yeah, all right, yeah, all right. Whatever. Yeah, and yeah. never never spoke to her. Just awful. But brilliant, brilliant, brilliant documentary. Brilliant. Number six, Miracle. 1980 US ice hockey team. Absolutely magnificent movie. Never seen it. Kickstarted the Disney family sports drama, yep. really, yep. after this movie. Um, it's not that good of a story, though. I think it's well told. I think It's the, well told, I, I think, but it was it was just the dominance that was the Soviet Union. They had a win. Yep. They had a win. But you know what was brilliant? I think even they accept, and what the story or what the film conveys really brilliantly is, they only had to win one game. Yeah, that's right. And, they only and, had and to that's, what, once. that's what sort of annoys me. Yeah. You know, I mean, they play 10 times a season. In Soviets 1991, Carlton beats West Coast when West Coast is undefeated. Yeah. And you're going, well, fuck, it didn't make us the greatest team in 1991 no, or the think, greatest team in the 90s, but it was a good fucking day. And I don't think the film um, says anything other than that. They say, like, I think Herb Brooks, played by Kurt Russell, says as much. Because we could play 10 times, they could win nine of them. Yeah. They don't win tonight. 
Yep. So good call. Really, really enjoyable movie. Well told. Funny story. I actually haven't seen it because I'm just not this. I know the story enough to be able to say, yeah, whatever. And it's just a good like you can sort of see how the Herb Brooks thing is the template for which a lot of ice hockey or sports films take from his character, the way he coached and what he was doing. He also had the great line at the start where they brought together the all the best amateur athletes in the country to to try out. Um, a lot of them had gone off and taken big money for the NHL, so they weren't eligible to play, obviously. And um, he picks his team, he goes out to the car, and the guy says, you know, you haven't even picked the best players. He says, I'm not looking for the best players, I'm looking for the right ones. Mm. Building Good a life. team, that's what fucking wins. Anyway, great movie. Number five, 61. 61. You name me a lot of movies I haven't... 61, well, of course you haven't seen them, Fab, they're good. 61 with an asterisk. So 61, directed by Billy Crystal, was a HBO movie released in, I think it was 2001 or 2, and it was about, uh, in 1961, just by pure coincidence, um, Yankee teammates Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle were dueling for the all-time home run record, which was held by Babe Ruth. Yep. So basically, it just tells the story of that season as they, they vie to break, as teammates, they vie to break this great record held by a Yankee legend. Billy Crystal's obviously a huge Yankees fan himself. And it's just a really good little movie. You watch it and go, oh, it's a yeah, great story in the way that the press um, victimised Roger Maris because the, their the favourite of New York was Mickey. Yeah, of course. And they didn't want Roger Maris to break the record. Yep, yep. Um, uh, Thomas Jane plays Mickey Mantle. Um, uh, Barry Pepper played Roger Maris. Baz, yep. Barry Pepper looks like a man who should be in the 60s, so he fit perfectly. He was he was very good, but it's a very, very good film. Uh, definitely watch it uh, if you haven't seen it. Baseball always, if you get a baseball film right, they're great. Do they then move on and talk at all about Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa? Yeah, that, that, cause so the, the film sort of comes around and dovetails at the end with yep. that race, which yep. is obviously later on. Yep. Um, yep. Number good. four, absolute favourite of mine. Fucking hurt me to put it this low. Rush. Rush. Good movie. Walk me through Rush again. Rush was the battle. Another sort of dueling rivals um, was Nicky Lauda played by Daniel oh, Bruhl. Yes, yes. And uh, Chris Hemsworth the played. The Nicky Lauda side of the movie is phenomenal. Keeps it for me. Like it, it makes it a brilliant movie. It's a, it's a Hemsworth. Hemsworth yeah. plays James Hunt. I think he did, but it's not saying Hemsworth wasn't good. I just think He's too that, good that, that, that was James Hunt. He was just. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, what there, there's no real story to him. It wasn't. He was just a bit of a playboy. Good driver. Yep. Well, what I what I the stories all around. What I loved Lauda. about it was he had the carefree hunt, who for him success was singular. It was once he won a title, he was like done. Yep. Whereas Lauda was this mechanical, very methodical, and the way it deals with the crash he had, the near fatal crash he had in his comeback, it's great. And the racing in it's awesome, it's fantastic. It's a terrible shame it didn't perform better in America because it deserved to. Yeah, I love it when are they hitchhiking? Yeah. In in Italy. Yep. And. Nicky's obviously driving for Ferrari at this stage and these two guys pull over and let him. He goes, oh. This is after by the way. No, they drive yeah. past because... Oh, he's with a girl. Yeah, he's with a girl. He goes, oh, turn back. That's Nicky Lauda. They don't pick them up because of a beautiful woman. The two Italians go, oh, that's Nicky. It's Nicky Lauda. Give him a so then all of a sudden, so Nicky Lauda's driving the piece of shit car. And the delivery, it's in Italian, so yeah. it's probably a little bit funny for me, but it goes, I can't believe, I can't wait to tell everybody that Nicky Lauda's driving my grandma's car. <laughs> it's, a, it's a ripper, ripper yeah. movie. Number three, topical, Creed. Yep. Creed 2 is coming out yeah. November 20th. I'm going to say it. This is controversial. I reckon Creed, I reckon it might be the best film in the series. Rocky 3. Come on, mate. Rocky 3 is you the most You cannot cram more into one movie than Rocky 3. Rocky 3 is great. 
But in terms of an actual movie, cinema experience and Rocky whatever, one. Rocky, Rocky Creed is yeah. fucking Rocky's, phenomenal. Rocky is the movie. I think we, I think we proved cool. last week that I'm just going to call everything like Rocky, Rocky one. one. But my fears around <laughs> Creed 2 is what it did, what the first one did so brilliantly is it gave us a new protagonist who we wanted to cheer for or wanted to see do well, but it gave Rocky a really compelling B story yep. where he was still relevant, but he wasn't the main guy. So you reckon it's become more just, main because I, of the Drago I, link now? I just get a bit worried that I, Rocky was... I fucking I was sitting in the cinema thinking I'm going to be in pieces if they kill this guy. I know nothing. I know nothing, but I thought Rocky was going to die in this one. In the Creed 2? Yeah. Well, the setup was he was going to die in Creed. Cuz he got cancer. He got cancer, but I was sitting there going I'm going to be in pieces if they if they Mickey this guy, but it makes sense to do that. But to see him off and he was great. He should have probably should have won an Oscar. Sylvester he's close. Yeah, Mark Rylance won for Bridge of Spies, but yeah. So Creed, um, Creed, three. yeah, Rocky. Sorry, Stallone hasn't been as good as that on camera since the first Rocky. Big call. He was great and a great movie. Number two, The Damned United. Very good movie. Absolutely magnificent film. Ryan Clough and his forty-four day reign at Leeds, adapted from the David Peace novel, which is fantastic as well. Um, awesome movie. Just this fucking ego of the guy. Just, Best part of that movie just captures the fucking this this man perfectly. Even if it's not exactly true, he's a caricature. They get enough about him right, and Michael Sheen's great as Brian. It's when Clark. Michael Sheen's cleaning the dressing rooms at Derby County ahead he's of got, the visit, and he's he, so this is for the opposition. Yes. He's put he, a towel next to each player's uh-huh. area of the locker room. Yep. And what else? A, put an two orange. Other, an no, orange. No, it was a lemon. You reckon it was a lemon? It was a lemon. I I would say an orange, but we'll we'll, we'll confirm. But it's a lemon. And an ashtray. <laughs> yeah, an ashtray. I love it. My, only, but nothing's matching. My favourite's when he takes his uh, takes his Leeds players, who he has despised publicly for years. He takes on the job because he wanted to be in charge of the best team in England and go for the European Cup. Um, and he's addressing the players for the first time and he says that you can throw all your pots and medals and pans and into the biggest fucking dustbin you can find because you've not won any of them fairly. It's brilliant. Yeah, like that. Very brilliant good. movie. And if you actually love the film, if you've seen the film and you haven't seen Don Revy and Brian Clough, their interview on TV proper, have you seen it? The ITV interview. It's on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. So basically, Brian Clough gets... I, I, I Googled it yeah. because I, this surely can't be real. So it, It's real. Brian Clough succeeded Don Revy. Don Revy was manager of Leeds for a very long time, went to manage England after Alf Ramsey. And so Brian enough. Clough, who hated Revy and Leeds, took over at Leeds, was sacked after 44 days that night. He appeared on television with Don Revy in a sit-down interview next to one another. Unbelievable. There's two things you'll Google. One is the interview. Yeah. The interview and the other one you Google go, surely this didn't happen, and it did, is the charity shield bust up. Yeah. Keegan and Bremner. Yeah. It's it's a it's a full on fist. Weirdly, bomb. weirdly, the um the ITV interview is more compelling, or the TV Yorkshire interview is real compelling more compelling in real life. Real life, yeah. It's weird. Yeah. You would have thought they'd sensationalise it, but yeah. no, in real life it was more compelling. I loved yeah. it when he goes, he goes, why did you take the job? He goes, because I wanted to do it better than you, Don. It was brilliant. Number one, no-brainer. What do you reckon it is, Fab? I wrote it down there and I got it wrong because I've gone, that was a... There's only one missing. This might be one of the best... This is, this is a pre-2000s This Oh, what is it? I can't think of the name of one of them. What have you put it? What did you go for? Mighty Ducks. No, that was 90 fucking two, man. That's what I'm saying. I've forgotten about the criteria. No, that might, would have been number one. This, if, might be of, one of, this might be one of the best movies of the 21st century, full stop, let alone the best sports movie of the 21st century, Moneyball. Oh, I've wrote it down here. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, magnificent good. movie. movie. Yep. Um, 
yeah, it's just everything it does, everything it speaks about running a club economically from a player's perspective, from a manager's perspective, from a coach's perspective, from a fan's perspective. It's fucking brilliant. It's a yeah. brilliant, brilliant movie. It really captures the attention, doesn't it? It's one so, of those movies you watch over and over again. Yeah. yeah. And the score is unbelievable as well, by yep. the way, Michael Nanner. Uh, so we'll just go recap the number 10, Seabiscuit, 9, Perfect Catch, 8, Bring It On, 7, Hillsborough, 6, Miracle, 5, 61. Definitely watch it. This is like a Sean's Nuggets. Watch 61. If you haven't seen it, uh, four, four rush, three creed, two damned United, and one money ball. Um, Friday night lights. Close. Uh, I didn't do it for me like others. I think the, the TV, TV show, show was phenomenal. I think the TV show is you watched the much TV better. Show? No, I haven't. Get onto it. Have the you TV- watched Blue Mountain State? Oh no. <laughs> I'll tell you a few that you've missed out on. Yeah, give it to me. Varsity Blues. <laughs> no. James Vanderbeek. <laughs> I, think, I think it's late nineties anyway. <laughs> Known I for I think it might be ninety nine. I watched Varsity Blues. You just watch it for the fucking whipped cream scene. Oh, I love me some whipped cream. But um <laughs> Have you seen that another teen movie when Chris Evans takes that off? No. I probably have, I just don't remember. He's it. got a banana stuck to his ass as he walks away. <laughs> you know, I watched I watched it probably a fortnight ago. What else have you got? Varsity Blues doesn't qualify on no, merit my, and fucking year my, of release. My list doesn't really just go to the like the post two thousand. Oh, so you draw a line at ninety? You draw a line at the millennium? Oh no, I just I just don't think you don't think a good sports movie has been made post. I Matrix. prefer the older ones. Yeah, I prefer the old, the Rockies. Um, Coach Carter. Yeah, that was nah. a consideration. I didn't go for it that much. And what's the one that? And I always forget the fella's name. But it's when UNLV wins the uh, NCAA championship over oh, um, um, Glory Road. Glory Road. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's a great movie. The Jim Valvano documentary is very survive in advance. Yeah. See, like in advance. those thirty for thirties, like the Fab Five. Great. Catching Hell is a very good doc. Yeah, it's a good one, isn't it? I decided um, that you could do a top 10 30 for thirty, and I was like, you know what? The one that I can't ignore is Hillsborough. Yeah. yeah. I, I forget that Hillsborough is a 30 for 30 yeah. movie because so much of the 30 for 30 is about the United States. Yes. And so as a result, I, and, and, and as I said, I, I, I probably can't say it enough. I I knew of the Hillsborough in the same way. Was it, was it the Bradford Stadium yeah. where they had the fire and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. I, I mean, I know the story. I, I was young and I knew that something happened, but I couldn't have told you any of the details at all. And I'd always heard them talk about Hillsborough and I just didn't know the story. And then as it plays out in front of you and you learn what happened, but then the how it happened and then the blame and trying to get to the mm. truth and the cover-up, it's just... Even little things a like... It's perfect movie. The, the film opens up with, just for context, it may seem... Um, not It's not irrelevant, but it's one of those things where it's a brilliant decision to open the film with the prank played by the police officers, which ultimately led to the supervising... Sergeant or whatever, what his position was at the Yorkshire, well, Yorkshire Police, whatever, presiding over Sheffield, to be sanctioned and um, relocated. Yep. So this was a guy who had looked after these FA Cup big semi-finals, big crowds for years, and could do it with his eyes closed. Yep. So these these uh, I think it was a new recruit. These two other officers sort of haze him. Um, I think they 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 get him to go somewhere and pretend he's being sort of stuck up and. Uh, like they pull his pants down, embarrass him, whatever. And then when it went back to the the powers that be, they they sanctioned the boss. The boss gets moved. They get this new guy in charge. What David, was his name? David Duckenfield. Ducken, I was going to say it was like doesn't know, but like doesn't know anything about football. Yeah. And you sit there and you go, that's a really small decision that ultimately shouldn't have played any part in what happened. 
but it ends up being enormously crucial. How many people died? 96. Six. Remember the 96. So, yes, there's the... There's a few that I haven't watched that I'd want to watch, but um, what was the one with the two... Dirty for 30? The the radio presenters. Mike and the Mad Dog. Mike Mike and and the the Mad Mad Dog. Dog. I got that. It's not bad. It's good. All right, so we want to move on now? Yeah, we can move on. That was good, Sean. You happy with that? The theme song will be... uh, be the highlight of that, but uh, no, 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 that was good. Uh, it's very hard to put together a post 2000s. Well, that's what I thought. I was thinking about it on the drive in and thought the ones before that kind of are pretty obvious. Like ma- Titans, major, league would, major League, major league, yeah. league would be there. League of their own. League of their own would be there. Rocky would be there. Bloodsport. Bloodsport would be there, of course. Kickboxer. Obviously, the uh, the Quest, the number one baseball movie of all time. Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. I'd have Major League ahead of it. I've actually got as a pure baseball movie. I've got the. Um, I don't eight men out it. in there. We just mentioned it. I mentioned it. Jeez, I've got... Bull Durham. Bull Durham's fucking there. No, Bull no, Durham's no, The great. girls one with Madonna in that. Yeah, oh, League of Their Own. League yeah, League of Their Own. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm saying I said it five seconds ago, but... I would... I love that movie. I reckon Tom cars? Hanks is brilliant. What about Cars? With the animated film. Cars yeah. is brilliant. It's cars cars 1. Yeah. If you're going to put the fucking cheerleader movie yeah. in... Bit stop. Light, Lightning McQueen gets yeah. in. Bit stop. Bit stop. I can't, I can't be having cars. Well, I was you? thinking Talladega Nights, and I thought if you're going to have Talladega Nights, you've got to have cars. Yeah. But remember the Titans not being on that list is... Got an honorable mention. Yeah, very good movie. All right. I'm going to talk about... What was uh, the, sorry. No, go on. Sorry. What was the one that Bruce Willis was in with a Wyans brother? Wyans. Last Boy Scout. The Last Boy Scout. That's what I was trying to think you got to be thinking, that was get Damon the ball Wayans. to Jimmy Dix. Or Jimmy Cole. Jimmy Cole. <laughs> got to get the ball to Jimmy Cole. The very rainy night out at the Coliseum that night, by the way, if you remember the opening scene of Last he Boy Scout. pulls out the gun. When he yeah, decides he's got the... He's with the running back? Or wide yeah, receiver. Well, and, he, and he's going, yeah, for, a, going for a fucking dash, and then he pulls out a gun, starts gunning people down. Have you seen this? Intense. No. See it. Yeah, it's a good, good movie. Good movie. I'm going to um, go home and watch about eight movies. <laughs> I'm going to watch Draft Day because it's the... I always watch Draft Day the night before the draft, yep. and I watch Rudy the night before Super Bowl. Rudy is a good movie. Yeah, all right. Uh, we're going to move on now to international <laughs> football. Um, we're going to get started there. Uh, I've had some misgivings about um, some conversation in the aftermath of Tim Kale's farewell match. Yep. Um, do you want to explain that to I us? I just took umbrage, not umbrage, but give me another word, Sean, but... It gave you pause. Pause for the, the the comments the comments post game uh, or, or or the adulation poured on Tim Cahill was this is the greatest socceroo of all time. Now I've gone. Tim Cahill is a legend. He's given us memories for a lifetime. Now is he a socceroo's legend? One hundred and fifty percent is a socceroo's legend. Is he the greatest socceroo? Does it matter? I just don't like, what, but why use the term the greatest? No, I know. I know. Look, I, I would, I would, I would say the, to, They got up on stage and referred to him as... Yeah, true. I, I'll, yeah, I'll wear that, uh, I'll wear that criticism. I, I just think at the end of the day, the adulation that he's had thrust upon him throughout his career and just his... He's just likeable. He's, he's Ooh, very likeable. I, I didn't like that whole Tim Kale Asian Cup thing. Where he was like hashtag Tim Kale Asian Cup. 
yeah. and you had the Kaltech service stations and stuff like that. I was yeah. a bit like, look, I, I think, and I'm happy. But he's the vehicle, isn't he? Then And he's the vehicle because they know that he's revered by the Australian public. I am happy to say, based on his record, based on his performances, what mm-hmm. he's done, I'm happy to say he is the greatest soccerer of all time. That doesn't mean he's the best player, player. to have played for the, the soccer. It's a bit like me having Bring It On ahead of Cinderella Man. Cinderella Man is objectively a better movie. But as you say, you're talking about entertainment, aren't Talking you? about entertainment value. Yeah. Bring It On comes on the movies, mm. on the movies channel. You go, oh, yeah, cool. Let's give it a watch. Yep. But yeah, so... Yeah, I just I just thought that was and who wrong you, choice. Of, wrong well, who, choice would you have as, who would you have as the greatest? I'd probably have Mark Viduka as, as... See, and that's what I've got an issue there. I think Mark Viduka is certainly one of the most, most talented, but his international record's not great. And especially for a number nine, but he did a lot of work where he was holding the back was of the great. goal, holding the ball up. It just had no one around. Him. No, he was fantastic. Especially when you watch last night, you watch a guy like Tommy Urich play for the Socceroos, and you think, well, Jesus, fucking hell! Like Mark Viduka is <laughs> a couple of cuts above him. A couple of what? Cuts. Cuts. Oh, that's that was cuts. cuts. Yeah. Just clarifying. He's yeah. So no, I get what you're saying. The Duke. Yeah, Harry was look. Harry at his best was people forget. Was very good. People forget Mark Viduka was like getting millions were getting thrown, 30, 40 million pounds mm. transfer fees were getting thrown around for Mark Viduka. You know where he would have been amazing? Syria. Yeah, well, Roma did. He would have been unbelievable in Syria. It's a very unfaving like thing. Roma. Said, said Roma. Roma. <laughs> and how do, we, how do we go with Bosnich? Bosnich at his best, or is goalkeeper not quite the same? He's the best as... goalkeeper we've had. Oh, Schwarzer. Schwarzer no, nah, is Bozza. better than Schwarzer. Schwarzer no. ruined Bozzich his own... was the best in the world. You can't. Schwarzer was never the Bo- best in the Bo- world. Bozzer ruined his own career, obviously, with the recreational drugs. Yeah, but... he did a Lawrence Angwin. So, um, and being, did, did, he rob someone's did, he, did he rob his teammate's house? Yeah, he, he pinched, he, pinched the... Did he rob Dwight York? Pinched the... Uh, oh, no, sorry. He was just pitching just pitching the drag. You still maintain that he would have been a very good footballer. Lawrence Angwin. was a megastar. Yeah, Lawrence Angwin was a great player. You can go in the same bin with uh, Stephen Oliver. He would ruck Rove in the twos and just dominate. Oh, no, he and Oliver together, yeah. Like, talent. Talent that those two had. You know what I sort of admire about Stephen Oliver? The fact that he didn't need it. Yeah. That he was a bit like, you know what, I really like playing footy, but... And Juddy was a little need, bit like that I don't too. need to play at the elite level. Yeah. I don't need it. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, look, as you say, I mean, look, if you well, we've gone from talking about Tim Cowell to Lawrence Angwin, and Stephen Oliver transgression. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, oh, it's a good, it's a good debate though, yeah. and and for for his, I think the one thing about Cahill is his output over a long period of time. Scored at World at Cups, the highest level. Scored at Asian Cups. Exactly right. He, yeah. it, you cannot, you can, you can bring. All sorts of emotion and everything into it, but you just look at the stats. And yeah. his oh, a legend! He's, what he's that's done. what I'm saying. He's, he's a legend. He's a legend. I just, it's not. And he was a it's, it's, it wasn't less, that tall. It's less, it's less of a debate of who is the greatest. I'm just thinking, why throw that out there? The one thing that mm. probably just refer to him as a legend, which he is, and give him all the adulation and all the accolades he deserves. But the thing that probably gets me a little bit is, I think what maybe tar- not tarnishes, but just holds that legacy back a touch is he. Jesus Christ, he was pushed out the door. Yeah. Like the thing, you probably should have wrapped up after the 2014, or maybe after the Asian Cup, after the 2015 yeah. Asian Cup, into the sunset, Indiana Jones style. Yeah. See you later. Mm. The goal against the Netherlands. Yeah, unbelievable. It's possibly... It's send Kelly into labour. 
It did too. Yeah. It did too. We were up. And that's the thing. The like, goals against Japan, unbelievable. Yeah. The went, timing of them and, yeah. When it went through, obviously, it was like middle of the morning game. Yeah. So we had no sleep. And obviously, then for Kelly to go into labour because of the goal. And then we're up all... Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing the work. But, you know, she's up all day. Yeah. You know, she doesn't deliver until the night. So we got no sleep because of him. But... Uh, He's left but it was the last memory. Yeah. And moving Very on from difficult. sort of from Kale in that space, uh, I was a little bit had a few misgivings, but the Nations League I think spin a winner. I think it'll get better and better as each. It's a good start. Yeah. Tim, do you know what the Nations League is? No. Oh, that's the one that you were describing the other day. Was it the European thing that's about and ten the divisions ago. and all yeah. that sort of stuff? Yeah. So yeah. they the four League A or League One groups have been Group A. Group A. Yeah. So they're all done. So we've England, got four winners. England, Switzerland, the Netherlands, and Portugal are all through till next summer in yep. Europe. Next summer's Nation League's finals. And then on December 3rd, there'll be a draw so to see what the semi-final pairings are. And then they go from there. So obviously then the two winners will play in a final. And the winner will get the trophy and automatic qualification into the Euros. How good. Okay. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I reckon, I reckon it's good. I reckon it makes um, friendlies that would otherwise have meant nothing. At least means something. Yeah. A bit of interest. You want to retain your status in a particular group or you mm-hmm. want to win the group or whatever. So we found... And it also means you're playing fewer games against the Faroe Islands and more and against a Feddingham team. Absolutely. And uh, the carrot is there for those other teams to get up, get up, get up and be drawn with the bigger teams. And we saw even with Germany and um, Holland... So Germany had been relegated. So Germany and Holland. Germany went from being in with a shout to win the group yep. to relegated. Yep, really. wow. So they, they drop out down into group... Two, you know, Belgium against went from, the Faroe Sorry, sorry, League B, <laughs> League B. Yeah, Iceland dropped down, but that that's that was okay. Poland dropped down, that's fine. Croatia, Croatia dropped, dropped down. down. But you look, they at made the, a World Cup semi final. Croatia yeah. made a World Cup. The World Cup final, they did too. Um, Shit, yeah. you go. They're in a group with England and Spain, so it's not yeah. like it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you look at a team like uh, um, Belgium went from potentially qualifying from the group as winners, they get smashed five two by Switzerland. Switzerland go through. Wow. So, no, look, exciting stuff. I, I quite like it. Interested to see where it goes. Um, would not be at all surprised if we see other teams adopting similar things. Teams or sports? Sorry, uh, sorry sports. sports sorry. Yeah. Oh, confederations, yeah. I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adopting yeah. a similar yeah. method, and then the winners of those groups all go to some confederation cup-style yeah. thing, um, which would be fine. Well, Test Cricket, they've always talked about wanting to have there's a grand enough, final at the end of the season. There's, there's not enough teams. There's not enough teams. No, it's like the A-League. Yeah, yes. it's just we all think it's it's almost incestuous. Like you're always just playing the same team. So, mm. um, on cricket, beautiful segue, Tim. Maybe yeah, yeah. can thank you. Can tune off now. Uh, you said a while ago, Tim, and I thought you said it very well with regard to football, and particularly our team, Carlton, that we don't score, and the measure of a good team is we don't score easy goals. Yep. And I thought, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Like we very rarely, we saw. I can remember it clearly, which is an indictment like Harry Mackay marking the ball 15 metres out against West Coast because he just hung out the back, led back into the space, quick kick over the top, marks it, kicks a straightforward goal, and you go, fuck, we don't kick many of those. Yeah, yep. Australian cricket is the exact opposite in the sense that we just fritter away wickets. Oh, yeah, we bleed them in in a glut like you wouldn't believe. We don't read the situation, we don't adapt to the game, and we just give them away. Couldn't and agree more. I understand. Like, I get that Fabian's leaving. Um, <laughs> I get that it was a 10-match, a shortened game yep. on Saturday night because of rain. Understand it. But 
when we started hemorrhaging wickets, we were still absolutely within yeah. the 10 or 11 runs and over needed. Well, when it's a 10-over game, yeah. I mean, you only need one or two very, very good overs and you're absolutely up to the and eyeballs just, just cheap, in the like game. Dollying them up to mid-on. Yep. Or we're just going, wow. Yeah, can are we really this bad? And and obviously the answer is no, they're not. But the temperament, and we've talked about it all the time, and I know 2020 cricket is a completely different animal, um, but especially at test cricket level, you've just got to be able to read the situation. and just got to value your wicket. Well, that's that's it. Just put that's a price it. on your and, wicket. And there's a time to accelerate and there's time to take risks, and, and, and that's fine and it's always going to be a part of you know, any limited overs cricket, but, um, oh, just... And we spoke yeah, about it... No uh, temperament. We spoke about it a little while ago with Glenn Maxwell, you know, in the team, out of the team, whatever. And I felt for him, I'm not a massive... We, we were on record about it. I'm not a huge Glenn Maxwell. I'm not the guy that's sitting there saying, has to be in the team, why is he not in the team, blah, blah, blah. But well, he's always seems to be the guy in a, the no-win situation. Like on Saturday night, yep. he was in the no-win situation because it was either, well, you've got to win us the match now. Maxie. And say, thanks, mate. And he's like, oh, okay. And yeah. then if he doesn't, it's, oh, you didn't fire again. Yeah. You know, when he, he played really well. When he comes in at fucking, was it four for 40 or something? Yeah, you not going, a lot. Yeah, wow. So, into your in town, I think they're actually playing a T20 tonight. Oh, is that a fact? I think so, yeah. yeah. So, T20s, I can take or leave them. It doesn't bother me. Um, yeah, I love a highlight, but as you sort yeah. of say, it's, you know, if it's on and I walk past the television, I watch it, but I'm not. I like watching the Big Bash. Faf Duplessis yeah. actually suggested... No, knowing it's on every night. Well that the Big Bash is not a very high standard of t No, no, but it's on every night, yeah. and you know that it'll be on, so you can go, oh, I'll just check on what's happening on Channel 10, and you go, oh, yeah, this is good. Yeah, and, and Faf Duplessis actually made the point... Seven hours um, with regard seven to, the cricket? Yeah, with regard to... Mm. And Fox are running Big Bash as well. With regard to T20s, where he said international T20, T20s are a really weird beast... Yeah, it's, it's like he goes. He actually what does it mean? sort of put on the agenda. He's like, "What is it? Like, what is international T Twenty?" And I kind of agree. I wouldn't mind it just being a club thing. It's entertainment. Just like it exists for entertainment. You mix the for teams me. up. Someone, someone rang SEN and said something to that effect, where just keep it as a club format, and then if you want to have a World Cup, have a World Cup of clubs. I'm like, that players play for multiple clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah they do. Play for the Chennai Super Kings. Super Kings. The Kings Chai Wallers and the, uh, Kings the Bangalore Royal Challengers. Royal Challengers. <laughs> the Kolkata Knight Riders. Yes. The Pune. The Deccan Chargers. Deccan Chargers. Pune fucking Warriors or something. The Heat, maybe. The, Pune, yeah, the Brisbane Heat. <laughs> Brisbane Heat, yeah. <laughs> the Delhi Runs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's cricket. We'll sort of tune into, obviously, there's a, there's from a test. Bangalore. Like, uh, yeah, with the Royal Challenge. The Bangalore oh, Royal Challenges. We've sorry. been here. Yeah. Sorry. Um, tomorrow night's a big night. Well, tonight's a big night for Fabian. He'll sit down and watch one of the worst movies ever made yep. uh, in preparation for tomorrow, the AFL Draft. I've got to tell you, sitting at my desk today, I just found myself drifting. Uh, it was lunch. And uh, I'm, I'm firming on Rankin. Yeah, me too. The more I'm thinking about it. But I, we won't take him at one. Nah. Are, you, are you guys trying to, you know, just... We've had Walsh in our minds the whole time, and now that there's you this know big I've been going, you know I've been now big you've on said, you've always said you were more. I'm not saying you were anti Walsh. or No, anything. no, not at all. You were in the Rankin camp when the rumor was, or the thought was, it was lacocious yeah. to come. Yeah, yeah. 
Because if you remember when we did the couple of Carlton specials, we were laughing. Do we put the coaches in? Do we put him in, in, now? We yeah, put him in yeah. the Carlton side now? So, and you were all you were saying. I just reckon he's, based on his championships work. You wow, were, his best. And they keep saying he's out of this. He's world the match winner. Is. Do you mean Lukosius or Rankin? Rankin. Like oh, his, Rankins. Rankins. His best is phenomenal. just. His best is the best. And he, draft. T- he turns up in every big game. Is he the? He's a player we've been apologies for. for the for the Collingwood reference. He's a player we've got he Daisy. The Jordan Dugowie. He's Jason Ankermanis. Like this. So saying, what does Sam Walsh bring to the table? Sam, Sam shout out to Sam Walsh, my, my sister-in-law. Shout out to Sam, <laughs> who's in Canada. He has he is the potential to be Josh Kelly, and, and the whole time, like who's I, this Walsh? Walsh. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, the one thing about Josh Kelly is he's a phenomenal kick of the footy. Now Sam Walsh is good, but he's not stupendously elite. But he runs all day. He's got speed. He's you know what he is? leadership. I don't mean this in a disrespectful way. He's safe. He's safe. It's exactly what he is. And and the one thing that I've been thinking the last few days, and I mean, you're going to hate all of this. But Sonny I, Weaver would take the risk, Sean. No, no, but I, I still end up hello, with Walsh Mr. and Rankin. <laughs> I'm just, all I keep thinking is how good of a midfield is Cripps, Setterfield, Dow, Fisher, O'Brien, um, drop O'Brien off that Petrevsky seat. I like O'Brien. I haven't seen enough yet. Doherty might play midfield this year. No, I don't want him to. Is it a good midfield? I reckon Rankin can play midfield. Like, and there's that too. Like everyone is sitting there and saying, Carlton has to go midfield. Why can't Rankin do it? But I sit there and go, well, that's well, what he can do that too. He can do that midfield too. Midfield is what we need. To immediately, now. to immediately. Now. Improve. That's why when you got a, if you got a Dylan Shield, you were better straight away. But do we have the nucleus? Like when you just think, you think when Stephen Silvani looks at it and go, what is our need? What do we need? Like I would say we need our next ruckman. If it's not, but it might be, it might be TDK, Tom DeConning. Do not you you're banned from mentioning. When you say Ruckman, if you're thinking what I'm thinking, thinking you're thinking. Well, it's not what you're I'm not thinking. To, you're not allowed to mention their names on pod anymore. No, no, fuck Done. yeah. Fuck yeah. When you sit, you're when about. you sit there, like, if if we're to be believed that the trade that is potentially going to happen is pick one for pick three and six, and what do you do with pick three and six? I'm with you. Like, I, I keep sitting there thinking... Silvani's interviewed everybody and knows what's going on and he is sitting there and go, everyone thinks we're going to take Walsh and I reckon he's sitting there and saying the best player in the draft is Isaac Rankin. Well, why don't we... I see... i got no issue with that, but why don't we say to Gold Coast, if they've got a hard-on for Walsh yeah. and we're prepared to give them one to get Walsh, yep. why don't we just say, well, we want two? Get two and six. Yeah, because there's why no difference. I just don't think they give you two and six. But you say give you if two. You parlayed, if you parlayed... Both ones. Now, I know next year's not may not be a pick. The only way you do it, sorry, is if you said to them, we'll do it, but you've got to take Lukosius. We want Rankin. Yeah. Because to me, that's the only way you trade one. If you sit there and go, we're going to get Rankin plus. But the reality is if they plus, turned around and said, we're taking Bailey Rankin Smith. and we were left with Lukosius, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah, but I think that I just think that Lukosius to me isn't as pressing a need as this guy. This guy's got X factor to fucking burn. People, but, people, but do we already, need people already forgetting now. how skillful Jack Lacocious is. Well, this is Jack the thing. Watts. Yeah, he's got a bit. Of, he potentially has a bit of, but he's got a bit more mongrel in him than what Jack uh, Jack Watts has got. 
but I you're still but reckoning it's, the right it's, it's regime. Bad, Jack Watts could have been a better footballer. I agree. He may, with that. may not have been elite. Yeah, but he's not going to be the. He, he'll he'll peter out now. Did he have an engine, though, no. Jack Watts? No. Like he couldn't run. Like Jack Lacocious is possibly the best runner in the draft. Like this, what what? But I keep coming back. I keep on coming back and going. Don't do it. Is the best player in the draft Max King? I to- now, do we need? Do we cut his mic? <laughs> do we need? <laughs> and I keep coming to back to this need thing. We're sitting there and going right. We've got Charlie Curnow. He's a gun. Harry Mackay is going to be a really really good footballer. We've got Mitch McGovern. We've got the nucleus of a really functional, good forward line. And you probably need an Isaac Rankin to be able to complement them as a small. But if Harry Mackay is, has the potential, sorry, if Max King has the potential to be better than all four of them, why don't you take him? Like, So you're putting Max King potentially ahead of Charlie Kerno? No, it's not going to work that way. We've landed a gem. No, I agree. Well, we're not trading him away to get no, him, no, though. No, no, But what I'm saying... You were you, you started your your, your, con, your theory thinking about a ruckman. No, no, I don't. No, no. I don't no, think we need. We're not getting Max forward. King to ruck. I don't we're, think we, we need. We're a getting Max King forward. to be a key forward. Like if he's coming in, he is playing key forward. Don't need him. Is he the best player in the draft? I don't know. Like, what is, what is, what is, I mean, Sos- you've had a, you've had a hard on for him for a while. Well, no, he, like you build teams around players like Max King. You know what, that, that, you know what Soss point. is doing? He's going to St Kilda. You know but what Soss is doing? Soss he's is, training at St Kilda. He's, no, that doesn't that. mean anything. I know that. Matthew, uh, sorry, uh, Tom Boyd was training at Carlton. Um, what we've got to be mindful of is Soss, in terms of identifying his list build, um, shout out to Soss. Shout that, out to Soss. Is that um, he has identified an issue that we had was introverts. Yeah. I think Sam Walsh, as good of a player as he is, and if we get him, I've got no problem with getting him. Not at all. You want an alpha dog. But you sit there and go, you get a guy like Rankin, and what Rankin gives us? Rankin gives us the sort of player we haven't had since Bit of swagger. Yeah. Do you know who's got that? And I've said this to Tim from the minute I saw him play, uh, it was a preseason game. Harry's Harry Yeah, a little bit. Of, he's got a bit of get swagger. Destiny. He's got a bit of... That's this, right. You know what it is? And who was the first player on the scene to so, his rescue? Sometimes you need play. Like, I've, once again... You know, oh, who was, was? Jack Silvani. Jack Silvani, once who a, was not going to help out at all. But. We spoke earlier about things you remember. You remember very good things that your team does. You also remember bad things. But I remember watching... Uh, we're playing Essendon. And hopefully Isaac Rankin is a better player than um, Andrew Lovett. Is that his name? Yeah. But uh, we went through a period where we played Essendon and Andrew Lovett scared the fucking bejesus he out of us. He kicked the goal from midair. He, didn't no, he, but he would just swing at it from every midair. Every time he went near the ball, something happened. You're petrified. And the crowd got into you're it. You're petrified. Too. Oh, about what about the one do? where he handballed it and went out of bounds and then got the one two? That Friday night, he destroyed it. He killed it. I would have put him into the fence when he did that one two handball on the wing. Yeah. Like, if you're a Carlton player, yeah. throw him into the fence, concede a free kick. What would Robbie do Walls have done? Prick it past him. But Rankin is the sort of guy that that championship game against Vic Metro. Oh yeah, and it was game on. Every like, it time was massive this guy went, every time this guy went near the ball, it was like he, he was glowing. Apart. Yeah, and he just couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah, can I say one thing? He fucking looks out unreal. He's playing against kids though. You know what I'd say as well? I'm going to throw this. Yeah, so he's a kid as well. It was a pretty like for a a, a national championship final, and the depth of players that were in there that were impacting the game. It was a really hot, high-level game of footy. You know what I'd say? I'm going to put and this on the table. And Rankin was head and shoulders. I want to put this on the table as well. Fanciful, perhaps, maybe. But if Rankin and Lukosius go to Gold Coast, they've only got one more move in their career. It's back home. Yep. If Rankin comes to Victoria, I, th- I think he'll stay. 
Same thing for Lukosius, or at least he'll stay for a longer period of time. Sam Walsh can come, he can come back. That's and you can, true. And you can and, have and a go think, at these guys later. I think that's may that, not come back to us. Well, what what Gold all. Coast, or sorry, what St Kilda is saying is this: that like the the widely held belief is um, they're going to draft Max King at four, and I think they know he's available at four. I think oh, the, the top well, three is set. Well, no, well, I'm inclined to agree, unless somebody that was my reference takes his training at St Kilda. I know, like that doesn't mean he's going there, but I think it's. Well, I pretty just, much a lock that he's in. I, I just think the top three are a clear top three. Mm. Max King doesn't do an ACL, and I mean, has it's a, a different and has conversation. A full season, it's a different conversation. He could be anywhere in there, and so that's the question: is have have you seen enough that you could put him ahead of any of the others? Probably not. But a Gold Coast who's sitting there going, well, if we're potentially going to lose Lacocious and we're going to lose Rankin, why don't we just go at two and three? Max if I King if Benke. I was if I was uh, if I was Get the Gold, together. if I was the Gold Coast, I would very seriously have done the whole. I think I've explained the whole red blood cell thing where you're doing a plan. The red blood cells they attack the infection. So the idea is that you present something to fresh eyes, and the red the red team are the ones who tear it apart. Yep. I would have sat in the list meeting at the Gold Coast and said one thing and one thing alone. If we draft, how confident are we that picks two and three stay. will stay? Because in two years' time, we're going to be in what will be twenty at the end of twenty twenty. We are going to be having all year. Yeah. Port Adelaide or Adelaide, they're going to be into them. Are we going to get back anything close to our investment? I think with a team like um, St Kilda, whoever, whatever, if they're interested in a Max King and a Max King wants to go home, I think you're more likely to get a top five pick back. Yeah. Yep. Whereas for the the Gold Coast, I'm um, sorry, from Adelaide and Port, I reckon it's going to be. Give me Sam Jacobs all over again. Eight, eight to fifteen. You've mm. spent pick number two on this kid. Oh, we can only give you pick eight, and that's all we got. That's all we got. Oh. Yeah, sorry. So there's this thing that comes into play with me. Is I think Gold Coast. You, we've got to, they've got to start forcing players to just. But they can't. I know because we're we're. They can't. Isaac Rankin. We're not mature enough. In, Gold Coast in, with pick three, select player four six 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 nine. Isaac Rankin. Rankin goes. I'll sign a two year deal. And I'm gone. And I'm gone. But then they were saying on the radio that Luke yeah, Bauer said that too. And then he stayed and he won three premierships. But on the free agency, you can just say, no, you're not going anyway. Well, look, this is the thing. At the end of the end of two years, Isaac Rankin says, I'm not re-signing. He, he legitimately <laughs> goes back into the draft and then it's just whoever wants him. And if the team that says, right, we'll draft you, um, and he doesn't want to go there either, well, he either sits out of footy or he signs with that team and he might even say, I'll do another two years and then I'll try and get to where I'm going or whatever else. But I think when you redraft him and he's 20 with a sulky lip and all that sort of stuff, then all of a sudden you may not be taking him at four. You might be Cam taking McCarthy. him at 11. Well, it's exactly right. Cam McCarthy. Cam McCarthy is no Isaac Rankin by any by any stretch of the Fraud. imagination. This is, a, this is like a... I'm not saying anything earth-shattering here, but... Gold Coast picks two and three are the most intriguing draft oh, picks fascinating. Of, of all time. Fascinating. As to what they do. Do they do that? People we're talking why about, I reckon do they, they get rid them? of them and go just with one? Well, just and, and, one. and the whole thing I'll keep on thinking is if we go three, if, if, if Sos goes, Rankin's the best player in the draft and I'm taking him at three, I'm just fascinated by who do we get at six. Because if you couldn't... Like, I've always said I like Bailey Smith, but the Bailey Smith story is um, he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't do drugs. He's, Sounds like a nice guy. Yeah, he's... Sounds he's, like Sean. Yeah. No, but he is... Does he like sports movies? <laughs> well, he does. <laughs> does he like bring it on? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they said his attention to detail and the way that he trains is phenomenal. 
Like he's he's done to date as an eighteen year old footballer, he has done everything to the letter. Are you suggesting burnout, Timothy? Not even so, not so much burnout. I'm talking low ceiling because okay. you give me you give me a uh, drinker, a smoker. Well, a well dr- no, you give me Paddy. You give me. <laughs> are there Paddy any heroin Cripps? addicts in yeah. the draft? <laughs> like the Paddy Cripps of the world, who are a country kid who's got to travel. 500 kilometres to get to Perth, so he doesn't spend much time there. So he's training at his local footy club to do everything that he's doing. He's still a good footballer. He does everything well, but most of it's natural ability. When he gets into a dedicated professional program, his development is just... But also it might be too hard Astronomical. For him. And he may not yeah. eventuate into a player at all. Look, absolutely. Absolutely. But at least you know you've got a kid who's switched on, he's professional, and he's going to do everything he can to be a really good footballer. Um, so and he's also in some people's eyes a better and more complete midfielder than Sam Walsh now. Does he will does be our in five future... years, Tom? I don't know. But if you end up with Rankin and Smith, you're going. That's pretty good. But I don't know. There's something about Smith that mm. just concerns me. I'd rather Rosie, Connor Rosie, but I don't know if Connor Rosie will last to six. Because if no, no, he'll, goes he, he four, goes. He goes to Port. They want a Connor South Australian. Rosie goes to five. Well, they're talking Ben King to five. No, no, no. They'll they'll take the South Australian. Justin Westhoff can't play forever. So it's 34. Does our future pick one paired with our current pick one get you two and three? I'm happy to lose Walsh for Lacocious and Rankin. I've said this before and I'll say I, it again. I'm softening on that. I'm softening on it. If if one and next year's one gets if, those if two. If we get those two players, who cares if we don't have a pick in the first round? No, next no, year? I agree. My my only reticence with all that, the only reason I don't do it is Josh Kelly, because we need next year's draft pick and the following year's no, he's first free agent. Round. He's not a free agent yet. He is. No, he's not. Isn't he a restricted free agent? No, he's not. He's been in the system like four years or five years. He's signed. So he's he, when he's out of contract, it's the end of his sixth year. Yeah, it's unrestricted. Go, go, no. Oh, sorry, that's eight. restricted free agent. Eight. Are you sure? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it's six and eight. It eight and ten. No, I'm, I'm almost certain it's six and eight. They were talking about no. changing it. I don't think they've changed it yet. Uh, I'll go back to him. Yeah, okay. it, does too much, it does too much research. Yeah, it's always been eight. I've sent, I've seen too many, too many an email. No, there, were, uh, there was talk of change, but his, because uh, everyone thought he was always going to sign for four, and that was going to take him to the end of free agency. Can I take? But when you? he signed two, everyone goes, "That's strange." And it's the same as Bontempelli. Bontempelli signed for two, takes him to the end of free agency. Same as what Cripps did. Yet every Bulldog supporter is, like when Cripps did it, it was oh, it just takes him to the end of free agency. Yeah. Mark Stevens, who is a Footscray supporter, yeah. bang! Oh, it's the big. Oh, look how good the dogs are going. They've resigned. You know, Marcus Montempelli for an additional and, two. And years. he said he doesn't want to get comfortable. He doesn't want to have a long um, contract. And you going? Yeah, I, I can wear that. He's just waiting to become eligible, and then he comes to Carlton under the ends with the ends with a vowel. Ends with a vowel. No, but take you back ten minutes ago. You did the list on your hand of the midfield. We land Rankin and Lacocious, and I know they're not pure midfielders. Yep. Do we need Josh Kelly? We're very. This is obviously very Carlton centric, but oh, yeah, look, absolutely. Look, that that's the thing. I think my last couple of days, as I said, when I've been look, thinking about, and it's probably been as much Will Setterfield as anything. Like, if he turns into the player that we think that he might, and he's got the inside element to complement Cripps. <laughs> Lockie O'Brien's season last year was really good at Bondi. Second half. Second yeah. half. Yeah. He, he really he really adapted to AFL footy well. He's a really good addition. Zach Fisher is clearly a footballer. Oof. 
Paddy Dow is still almost untapped. And you sit there and you're going, that alone... Zach Fisher's the one the, the AFL wider community still don't know about. No, they don't get it. Yeah, Mark Murphy, with pressure taken off him, could do anything. They might play more forward as well. Um, and the million-dollar question is, where does Sam Doherty play? Now, I think in year one post-ACL, he still runs off half-back flank. Mm. But I think we've got a bit of... Maybe the Kieran Byrne retirement. Um, Tommy Williamson. Well, no, that's what, we've got Tommy Williamson there. Um, but I thought when we had Kieran Byrne as well, you thought you could probably do it not need. He was never really Sam on Doherty. the park. No, that's true. It's, and But we hoped. But when you got Plowman and you got Marchbank and you got Weedering and Liam Jones, if he's still doing what Liam Jones can do. On paper, we have an 18. We have an 18, a very good 18. Our whole list, when you look at it now, you're going, there's not as that much dead wood anymore. There's just They just need to put time into these guys. I really like our list. It's young, but it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to jump up very quickly, very soon. It might not be this year, but... Again, you know, when you get guys like Zach Fisher that jump up the way they, they did last year and make significant improvements, mm-hmm. you get that from another four or five guys only this year, we're a better team very, very quickly. Yep. And Matthew Cruiser was all but an All-Australian Ruckman last year and was riddled with injuries. If he does a big pre-season and this heart issue isn't a concern, he could be the best <laughs> Ruckman in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of doesn't make sense when you put it that way. If his skin condition clears up, he's a real good looker. Yeah. <laughs> But no, look, but he was fine. He was fine the previous year and all he had was soft tissue injuries. Like he rolled ankles and he hurt a groin. Mm. Well, and then he, his heart almost exploded. Yeah, but, yeah, that was an issue. But, but if that's been corrected... It was that and isn't a Chinese problem. horse in the cup. That was a problem. Didn't one of the Chinese horses in the cup's heart go boom? Oh. The Japanese horse a few years ago. Oh, Chinese, Japanese. Oh, dear, Fabian. Yeah. No, no, I'm saying. God, you knew where I was going. It's not like it was I was... three or four years ago. He won the Caulfield you Cup. You were close on the map. dead at the end of the race. Jesus. Yeah. Heart blew up. Pretty much. Right. Coke to the eyeballs. Possibly. <laughs> well, maybe. Was it, was, it, was it Aquafina? What's that? Aquanita? Aquanita was the stable that were doing all sorts oh. of weird and wacky shit. Yeah. Were they handling this horse? Uh, no, doesn't make sense. Inject, injecting it straight into his eyeball. Um, we're going to move on now. I'm going to. Can I just a, say one other please. thing about the draft? Yes. And I had a chat about this with um, with Fabian a few weeks ago. Shout out to Fabian. The, shout out to Fabian. <laughs> uh, with a trade period the other week um, or the other month, Collingwood have painted themselves into a little bit of a corner. Yeah, I know. I like it. They've just played in a. <laughs> no, yeah, they've just played in a grand final. Good luck to them. They've done a trade where they've gone really hard for Dane Beams. Everyone always thinks they're close. Yeah. And they they, they lose the bigger picture. Well, no better example than us. Yes. Well, the way that they've traded, I North think they're Melbourne. sitting there with picks. They've got like a couple of picks in the 30s and a pick in the 40s or something like that, and then not much else. Mm-hmm. They've got two kids that are either uh, Next Generation Academy in Isaac Quainer and Will Kelly, who's Craig Kelly's son. All the t- you know, you know every year there's one player that really really late to just starts shooting up the the draft board. Yep. Isaac Quayne has gone from being maybe pick twenty five to maybe pick twenty to maybe pick fifteen. The way he's going, come tomorrow night, he could almost be a single digit number. I think you know what that's got a, a bit to it as well. I think this is almost the Collingwood effect. Possibly. Where Possibly. There's, there's a well, bit that's of a why. Tax. That's why. Obviously, we can't do it, but you need a a ballsy. Well, I don't know if you've seen. They do a couple. Someone's got to go. Guys do mock drafts, right? In the mock draft that the bloke from the AFL, Cal, Cal Toomey's done. Yeah. Um, Nick Blakey going to go to Sydney as 
father son or, or another one of those horse shit six or seven in, one in of those horse shit academy yeah. picks yeah. but Adelaide is using their pick to prompt it and then they're using their pick to prompt Taran Thomas going to North, North Melbourne. Melbourne and then a little bit later they're using their pick to trigger Quainor yeah and I think there's another one that they're gonna, and they're just sitting there going if they do this hmm. someone will knife uh, what's his name Justin I love it Justin Reed. Justin Reed by the end of the well, night. It's, it's classic. It's good. For, it's good. Uh, was it Godfather? It's not personal. Yeah. I'm just. And look, have if that's to do where this. I mean, we did it with Will Setterfield. We yeah. we pu- pulled the trigger at pick five on Will and Setterfield. And that's why. And that, in the end, that, it was that a, makes it a good story that we've got. No, in but in the end, we can was, legitimately say this is a kill we wanted. wanted you. No, in, in the end, it was actually a uh, just a, a very minor play, but it was a clever play. Well, in yeah, in hindsight, when you sort of come a knocking, maybe going, that was the attitude. Yeah, we've all we've always loved you. Um. But yeah, Will Kelly, similarly, they'd always talked about him as being about pick 40, and 40's turned to 30 at the moment. They're talking about him being 21, I think I read. That might just uh, be making him sweat, though. Well, look, the so bottom you're saying line they'll is, go into points default? They'll go, they will, no doubt with those two, they will go into deficit next year. But mm-hmm. what they're asking of at the moment, it's going to be, and they don't have a first round pick next year. So their first pick next year is a second rounder, and obviously on the back of so that'll tumble to a third. Oh well, their first pick next year will be nineteen. Well, no, they don't have a first rounder though. No, Tim, I was saying they're going to finish last. <laughs> no, no, I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it. So first pick, second round is what you're saying is nineteen. Yeah, so that was, so they're going to finish stone motherless last. Yeah, of course they are. Um, um, but you know, I just sort of think their first pick in next year's draft might be pick sixty. And, and all of a sudden, you trade for Dane Beams to be able to bring in an ageing guy who might destabilise your midfield anyway. Yes, you get two good young kids coming through this year, but you really got to back in that your list is in the right spot right now because mm. they might have traded themselves and they don't in a get bit injuries. of an awkward situation. Yeah, exactly right. No, and these pricks, they'll get... But they had injuries James, last year. Jamie Elliott will, will play 22 games next and, year. And, and kick 60. I'll be yeah. surprised. So. Um, we're going to move on now to the NFL. Woohoo! I'm going to take a step backwards. you got... Wrap it up quick. I'm just going to put it out there. That's the greatest regular season game I've seen. The points aren't everything, mate. No, it was it was compelling. It was just every time someone took the lead, you're thinking, come on, march down the field and, and, and get a touchdown. And, and they just did it. They were like, it wasn't, there weren't the, sorry, the scoring drives weren't, you know, 10 plays. 15 plays. for That was three yards. or four plays, mate. There would be five-yard, three-yard, 74-yard pass, why and then no touchdown. Why can no one defend? Why can no one in American sport, basketball, football, why can they yeah. not defend? I just think it's it's a game I, It's I, a game of either a one-on-one or it's isolation. Are they like, incapable guy, of doing it, or do they just want to make Both teams outs? have a lot of weapons. Yeah, they're, they're very, both very offensive. They both Both teams are pretty good defences as well. Aaron Donald is, yeah. and how he's quick a, people animal. forget. And I admit he is one of my my guys. And I am a I'm a big JJ Watt fan. And people have already forgotten what he did three years ago was game changing. Yep. Aaron Donald's on that pace. He is. What is he doing? Is he just some big lug who can catch a ball? He's not a big lug. He's quick. He's big, uh-huh. but quick, athletic, quick. and but he, he gets he, he just he gets doing, to the quarterback. Is he doing Rush what you'd expect? Yeah. Is he doing? Does he play offense as well? No, because no. like the whole JJ Watt. Sorry to digress. Because he went and caught a touchdown. He went and caught a touchdown. It's like so he's just doing what any human being should be able to do in terms of yeah. catching a ball. 
Uh, but JJ was scoring. JJ deep, was defensive the best defensive player in the competition. He was sitting sack records and stuff. Now JJ Watt's season yeah. for him to be ranked at number one in the NFL top one hundred for a defensive player that's that's phenomenal. It, it was Monday night's game was Monday night's game a better game than the Super Bowl? I'm biased. Given no, 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 no. Like, take the bias out. I understand you're an Eagles fan, but you it's think a Super about Bowl. The Super Look, Bowl last finished. year's Super Bowl was a very good game of football, finished, what, regardless of the fact that it was a Super Bowl. This is going to sound silly. 51-54, It wasn't a defensive shambles. No, you kidding me? Whereas the Super Bowl, it was yeah, <laughs> defensively yeah. it was shambolic, and came down to one play. Yep. This wasn't shambolic. the The defense for the for the Rams scored two touchdowns. Yeah, two defensive touchdowns, and Aaron Donald was the most dominant player on, on the, the ground, ground. In the first half. So, when you look at the Super Bowl, you go for the biggest game of the year. You can't get anything better than that. No, no doubt. I reckon this game was better, but you put the Super Bowl ahead of it because of the stakes. Because it's a Super Bowl in the nineties, and we're going back a while now. John Elway. <laughs> no, that was, a, just gonna throw that was actually another good thirty for thirty. Was um, Elway Marino? Elway, Elway to Marino. Yep, that was really good, Doco. Yep. Uh, when the Niners would play Dallas, yep. and the NFC was so much better than the AFC, you just knew whoever won the NFC Championship game, uh, Super Bowl wins the Super Bowl. Yep. And so when <clears throat> when San Francisco would have to play Dallas in season. They both usually finished the season at about 14-2. and two. They had such dominant records all the way through. Whoever won the home and away home, game have invariably home got home field advantage yep. in the NFC conference game. Yep. And often that decided your Super Bowl. And so some of those matchups were phenomenal. But you're going back a ways now. So as far as... And, and there was never 51, 54 games. But well, you, that's never been done. Well, exactly right. So, so, so and I'm, I sort of told Fabian this. I'm in a, I'm in a fantasy football competition, Sean, where uh, um, I'd had a bloke offer me a trade and said, all I want you to do is beat the bloke that you're playing. So he was trying to do a deal to give me a better... He said, you're going to need a better defence against Kansas City. So he was trying to get my LA Rams, who ended up scoring two... T- Defensive touchdowns, but anyway, I got to a after they scored the second one. Yeah, I was, um, I think I was seventeen points clear with about oh, a quarter and a half to go, and this bloke's got the Kansas City quarterback oh. and the Kansas City wide receiver. So they've got Hill and Hill Mahomes. and Mahomes, and I'm sitting there, and I went downstairs after a meeting to get a coffee because I was a bit mentally fried. And I sat down, I looked at the score, and I thought, you know what? Because before the touchdown, yep. I thought, I'm done. He, he'll get, he'll, no doubt he'll get me here. Because yep. if, Mah- if Mahomes throws a touchdown to Hill, it's all over. But if Mahomes but what, throws What happens two, with the picks? Did you, if, when he threw you it, lose a little bit. But not as much. But not enough. Okay, okay. And, and that's the thing. Like an, and a, a defensive touchdown will get you six points, and you're going, that's good. But you throw a touchdown... Your quarterback gets six points, and if he's throwing it to Hill, he gets six points. Well, I'm sitting there going, I might be a chance here. Not two seconds later, Sean, this bloke throws a 73-yard touchdown to the wide receiver on the other bloke's team. So he gets six points for the throw, yep. for the touchdown. He gets like three and a half points for the throw itself, for the yardage he gets. So that's nine and a half. Hill gets six for the TD. Yep. So it takes him to 15 and a half, and he gets 7.3 for the seven, 73 yards. 
So whatever that works out to be, 23 points, one throw, and you're going, oh, well, I'm fucked. So, But you just sat there, and, and, and at that point you thought, gee, that's a really high-scoring game, and yeah. it's a shame it didn't win, yada, yada, yada. But then they just kept going. It was phenomenal. And it was there was a moment in the third quarter where I called it straight away. I said, that's an incomplete pass. But on the ruling on the field was a fumble. And they've gone through and got another defensive touchdown. I know. And it, and it came and up on it, my score. It's that- gone from 10 points to a 17-point game. And I'm like, oh, this is going to ruin it. Yeah. And I, 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 as soon as I saw the replay, lead and I went, point. nah, bang. Yeah. This, I said, this, this is game changer. And it did. And then Mahomes, it was like, okay, bang, I got my break. And they went through. It was just, it was compelling. It was, and the in the end, I was like, I'll give credit to Pete because he pointed this out to me. Happy for LA to win. I want that as the Super Bowl. Yeah. And the only way that gets to be a Super Bowl, given the way the Saints are going, LA need to keep number one seed. Yeah. Because if you get Drew Brees in LA, it's going to be hard. It's out of the, out of, not in the dome, man. But their, their records are equal. Yeah. He's not in the dome. He's so not have they the roof. Played? No. Yeah. No. Will so, Whereas, I'm not sure. Yeah. But to have... Kansas City drop a game. They're still the number one seed in the AFC. Yep. And for the Pats, that'll be a good AFC championship go to the Pats to go to Kansas City. So there is, we're still on for the Super Bowl. So having LA win that close one is is what we needed for is that to be a repeat of the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Oh, it's beautifully set up. There's some very very good teams. Um, we keep on talking. <laughs> we keep on talking about Jacksonville and. It what we thought they were going to be, and they just have just not. They've, as you said, they've been injured, and Fournette came back and looked good again. But I think it's too little, yeah. too late. Yeah. And, and to win premierships as a general rule, you need a little bit of luck. Um, I kept on saying preseason that I thought the 49ers would have a really good year. They'd recruited well. Everything was set no up. luck. <laughs> they, do you know who's got right now the number one draft pick? You guys, 49ers. <laughs> And they actually haven't been that bad, mm. but they've just been decimated. Oh, we've been decimated with injuries. Yeah, you have. You who's have. the who's the coach that like had you going really well a while ago, and then you sacked him, and you've Jim Harbaugh. You've not been any good ever since. Yeah. He's now he's coaching uh, Michigan. back at Michigan. Yeah. Michigan. He he and uh, the general manager was a bloke named Trent Balky, B A L K E, and they were the two just waxed. It worked. Like they were a great, the, the, it just worked. You gotta have to, you gotta have faith. You gotta have faith in the man you put in the role. And yep. it just well, this feels... relationship died. Like mm. it just, for whatever reason, I don't know if it was over one player or a series of things that went on. All of a sudden, the the relationship soured bad, and the million dollar question was, well, somebody's got to go. Who's going to go? And they kept the GM ahead of the coach. And I can't. Got you to a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Lost to his brother. Did too, yeah. That Baltimore, Baltimore yeah. Ravens, yeah. Um, What's his brother's name? What's the first guy's name? Jim. Fuck, that's the one I knew. <laughs> Jim Harbour. So, and, what's his uh, brother's name? Rex. Fucking hell, you're good, Rex Harbour. No, his name's John. <laughs> I was going to say his name's not Rex, but um, <laughs> for the other, for the other very thought, big story. For a minute there, I did think oh, I have Fuck, a fucking name. Rex. Yeah, the yeah, the very big story in the NFL. And it's 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 breathed a little bit of life back into a let's be honest a shitful division. Uh, the Alex Smith injury yes. means that the surprising good run of the Redskins will you assume is going to be halted now. 
Now, people also thought that about the Eagles last season when yeah. Carson yeah. Wentz went down and yeah. Nick Foles won him a Super Bowl. Is Colt McCoy Nick no. Foles? Yeah. No. Well, Nick Foles had proven that he could play in the I'm NFL. I'm not disagreeing. Yeah. Nick Foles is better than Blake Bortles. Nick Foles is better than... He's about the same. Peterman. Nick Foles is oh, better please, than... Peterman. Peterman just got the Tim arse. Davis is better than Peterman. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I assume the Redskins now fall into a hole. Dallas have somehow found some form, which I don't know where they found it from. They've just given the ball to Ezekiel Elliott and he's doing everything. Yeah, but they've got a Murray Cooper in. He's been right. okay. So, so the, East, the NFC East, and as bad as we are, we're only two games off top. Yep. You're done. We've got three division games in I a think row. Colt McCoy is going to break your heart. And we've, if he doesn't, Mark Sanchez We've got to will. play the skins, I'm going to say twice. Yep. Fabian, 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 just, you finished? Just accept it? No, I'm, what I'm <laughs> let saying it go, is, Elsa. Just if, let it if go. If others can do jobs on the yeah. Cowboys, yeah, if everyone else the, division, can, the division is very... Yeah, yeah. If everyone else can take care of business, and you who've been shitful all year can take care of business... No, we've got three division games in a row. You're done. Immediately, then we play... LA and Houston. You cooked. Which, yeah. LA could put 40 on us easily, oh, yeah. maybe even 50. In a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a wide open division. What the fuck's happened to your quarterback? Why is he so shit? He's statistically better than he was last year when he was MVP candidate. So why are you so crap? Uh, we've got no defense. Yeah. The guys. Our secondary, oh, I said this last week. Like Matty Knights' Essendon. Wasn't the Eagles' defense last <laughs> Pure year like amazing? Injuries, mate. There's no one there. Yeah. Their third string is playing in the secondary who, if you watch NFL and they say, as soon as you just play zone coverage, because that's all they can play, they don't know better than zone coverage. Why not? They just get picked off. Well, why can't they play better than zone coverage? Because the third string is. But they're professional athletes. It's yeah, not but, like... yeah, but they're third stringers. What? It's, they're fucking still there every day. It's not yeah, like they're turning up. And the routes that, that, that are designed to run against these defenses, <laughs> they expose them. And they're too they're too good at you their can't, passing. And you can't hold, you, and you can't grab, you, and you, you can't do you this. Get that much of space, wow. it's all over. And that's and that's what the third string will afford you. That feels our, like a our last, issue. our last decent win was against Jacksonville in London, and that's because Blake Bortles just kept handing it back to you. Isn't good enough. Yeah. You play and, a team and, that's got a And also, ball. you probably thought Jacksonville was a good side at the time, and then you yeah. found out later on that they're, they're not. not. So we play Jared Goff and the Rams, Ouch. and we're just going to get picked apart. 60. Hopefully. 60. Cooper 61. Cup, Cooper Cup's missing, but didn't, didn't affect him. It didn't do that. Didn't affect him yesterday. They would have scored 70. So, um, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's NFL. It's a, it's a, what a game. Well poised. What a game. Watch it, Sean. Watch, nah. watch some highlights of it. No. Nah. It was great because, sorry, last thing, Sean McVay did coach extraordinarily in some moments and then yep. somehow they had the ball with a minute to go and handed it back to Kansas City with like 58 seconds left. Yep. He couldn't burn any time. Like he, They kept running plays. Yeah. Run the football. It's a bit like yep. criticising a movie though. Like so criticising a movie that was excellent because the director made one choice. No, but it, really it, it made the, it made the made, game good. It made, made, well, it did. Yeah. Oh, I'm it sure that's why good. he did it. I'm sure that's no, why No, no, but... Because you thought there's a guy who should be working back in down in Melbourne at the you moment. You run the football. This. He'll love this. Kansas yeah, City... Shout out to Fab. <laughs> Kansas City have got three timeouts. Yep. LA had nothing at this stage. Yep. Run the football, get them to burn every one of those timeouts. Yep. So at least when they get the ball back, it's all... dead in the water. Kansas City get the ball back with a minute, and I think it was either one or two timeouts. That was the worst 
Clock management. Clock management. You and I would have done better, not knowing anything about it. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. So... Is that all you got for uh, me? Good work for the, a good week for the NFL. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful week. Love it. Um, <laughs> it's a good, uh, it's a good, uh, good week for the NFL. It's a good week uh, for for Fabian, of course, who's performed with distinction tonight, as he always does. Oh, thank you. Um, how was my performance? Trez votes. <laughs> Fabian was into me all week. Said last week I was flat. So I was terrible. I disputed that. I probably use a few. More colourful words than that, but uh, yeah. Oh, I thought he was bang out of order. Uh, is that all we got for tonight? I oh, will just back over the nugget. That's the nugget. We had uh, Seabrook, uh-huh. who um, drew a little bit wide, which Ooh. was probably my only reticence. Had Damien Oliver riding it. They raced on a track that had a bit of a leader bias, so it was very hard to come back from back in the field, and she's normally a bit of a get-back horse. Um, but the favourite, Ring-a-Ding-Ding, is It Sits Last. And so coming into the race, I thought, this this actually isn't bad. Start the race, she's she bursts out of the, the barrier like she shot from a cannon. It was a perfect start. Oliver used the momentum. She sat outside the leader, and you thought, gee, she's so much further forward than I thought she would be. She didn't look like she really burnt a lot of energy to get there. Uh, again, with on a day where you could sort of lead and win, I'm watching her, I'm thinking... And, and the whole time we said, she's a Group 1 horse... Ring-a-ding-ding is a listed horse. And yes, it's on the up. Yes, it's going to be good. But I was just prepared to bet that Seabrook was better. And uh, she comes into the straight. Uh, it's a long straight at Sandown. Uh, and Oliver um, sort of tried to sort of keep her going. And she fought off all the horses around her. And for about a stride, you thought, I think she's going to be okay. And then Ring-a-ding-ding wears like a bluey purple and black. and just As her name would suggest, Ring-a-ding-ding, she just... His name, yes. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it ran really well. And, and again, the whole bet was, I thought, one's a group one, a proven group one horse. The other one's a listed horse on the way up, running in a group two race. And you just sort of thought, maybe, just maybe, he's not quite seasoned enough. He's not quite at the absolute top level, but he's he'd been running very, very well. And credit where it's due, we just got beat. So has he proven that he, he is? Oh, absolutely. Yep. He, he Coming out of the spring, when they race in the autumn, he is one so of the horses you'd to say watch. He's a, he's a ring-a-ding-dinger. He's a ring-a-ding-dinger. So, yeah, look, good spring. I think we had a few winners. If we've tipped a few people into a bit of cash, that's great. Uh, would have been nice to finish off with a victory, but we didn't. Um, say la vie. Say la vie. It's the name of a bewitched song. Is that the name? Is that the all girl band? It is, and you know what's just happened then, Tim? You've just walked us right into our closing track. Oh, there we well go! Done. Oh no! There you go. What a ripper! That's how a really how good does that go? It goes something like, "Well, when you listen something to this, something you, something me, something or else, say you will, say, say, say you me. won't." Yeah. Is that what it is? Say, say you will, say you won't, say you'll do what I don't. Yeah. Say to you, say to me, say la vie. Yeah, they were British, British, weren't they? Irish. Were they? Yeah, well, I thought that was like one of the ones we had over here. You're thinking about the cause. Now you're thinking about That's girlfriend. Right. Is that what it was? <laughs> <laughs> All the girls in primary school who had like girlfriend. Girlfriend. girlfriend Things posters. that make you go. Mm. That's, isn't that CNC Music Factory? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the line is girlfriend. Oh, that's the goodest place as any to end. Uh, you done, Fab? You got nothing for me? No, nothing. Done. Tim, you got nothing more Yeah, for no, me? I'm happy. Happy. All done, all good, all closed. Well, it's been lovely. Yep. For me, Sean Peter Budge, for Fabian Guadagnolo. Cheers, fellas. For Tim Davis. 
Always a pleasure and looking forward to a few new Carlton footballers for next pod. How are we going to get three? I reckon we'll take three. Yeah, cool. I, I think we have space on the list for four to take us to 40, but I think we'll take three. Ben yeah. Silvani. I think that's the hope. If he ends up being a rookie, he ends up a rookie. It's neither here nor there. That's true. Well, thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Have fun. Say love Open that fucking door. I get down from a treehouse sitting in the sky I wanna know just what I do